You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we are so glad that you're back for another podcast episode with us where we explore the journey that we've been on. Um, As many of you know by now, we've been uh, choosing intentionally to move our family from the Chicagoland area to St. Pete. We're changing up work, doing Rua Space full-time, stepping out and taking some risks there. And we're feeling really good about it, and we're really excited. Today we wanted to talk about something that... Oops, sorry, that was me hitting the table. Today we wanted to talk about something that helped us make this decision because it's it's a really big choice especially when you're a parent and your kids are involved and you know that your choice is going to impact them to decide to change so much at once we didn't take that lightly nor do i think anybody should right it's it's a hefty decision uh, for anyone there was a key thing though that came up for us that helped make this transition from we're dreaming about what seems really good to us and what we wish we could do one day to I think we need to do this now for us because we believe this is going to help us have the best life possible. And Phil, I think that was really pivotal for you. You're the one who first encountered this idea. Yeah, well, it's about listening to our own story, listening to our own lives. And so many of you know, I referenced Parker Palmer's Let Your Life Speak book, but this was also work that Dan Allender has led me into during my time at the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology. He's written a book about sort of getting into your own story and your own history. And at Rua Space, you know, we talk a lot about listening, Mm -hmm. making the space to listen to God, to the spirit, to our world. And part of that means listening to our own story because God speaks to us through our own story. Because, of course, God created us, right? We didn't choose who our parents are, the gifts and limits we have, what we look like, where we're born, you know, a lot of these things we don't choose. They're just built into us. Mm -hmm. And if we listen well to our life, our history, who we've been becoming, that can help lead us into where we're going and where we're being invited to go in the future. So when the pandemic started and we stayed home as a family, Once we got over the shock and the anxiety of things all of a sudden being so different, we started to realize that there were some things working out really well for us that we were grateful for. Things like we were all home together at the same time. Phil had quite a long commute previously, and so we were noticing that he was able to get his work done and put in the same amount of work time as he always had. But all of a sudden our family had a lot more time with daddy in the picture than we were used to having stuff like that. We noticed, wow, this is working for us. There's some really good things. And it was as the summer came and things started to pick up because you could go outside there, the warm weather gave more opportunities even in the midst of the pandemic, as things started to pick up, we we started to realize, I think at that point, wow, some of what is coming back our way doesn't feel like a good fit. And I'm sure some of the some of the pieces of the puzzle never were a good fit, but we were just, you know, running the rat race, so to speak. You know, we were doing the next thing, picked up the next side hustle because it was there and it was a possibility, you know, and you kind of get used to what you're doing and you don't realize without being intentional 
at least we didn't, how much was and wasn't working for us and who we were and how we operate at our best. So as we started to add things back on and realize, wow, some of what we're putting back on our plate just doesn't feel like me. Or you didn't, if it didn't feel like you, or, or we said, wow, our family used to do this without second thought, but now it's not feeling very good to us as a family. And, and, and we're noticing that that's when we started to realize that what was our normal as a family wasn't really fitting our souls and who we are as created people. It works for some people. There are some people who thrive doing the things that weren't working for us. But for us, we are finally able to name this, this, and this really aren't working. And I think there's power when you when you can understand this facet of my life isn't suiting me well. And it can be hard. It's kind of like, you know, I have friends with who have had their kids have allergies, like food allergies. And they said, you have to strip everything out. And then you gradually start adding mm. foods in to see what triggers it because you're so used to it and encountering it in your body that until it's gone and you try reintroducing it, you don't necessarily even realize the impact it had. It was like that. <laughs> and yeah, so in that space, realizing, wow, if what we're doing isn't suiting our souls and who we're created to be, the next question became, should we even be doing it? And what would we do instead? And some of it was big stuff, like we really missed being involved in justice work sort of on the ground. When we lived in a city, for example, we knew the homeless people. We walked around, talked to them, knew who they were. It was easier to be involved in some of the issues that we cared about. Some of it was geographical and cultural, and we just realized whether or not we were fitting in and what maybe the reasons for fitting in or not fitting in, for being able to serve in the way we want to serve, get connected in the way we feel called to be connected. So not just preference things necessarily, but literally who we are at our core, mm-hmm. recognizing not just what we were doing, but our place was not fitting us mm-hmm. well and what it meant to raise our kids there and what it meant to grow in our faith with people who could challenge us and walk with us. And not to say there weren't any of those people here, but just to sort of start looking at all those things together, but then also realizing that some of them, and Parker Palmer talks about this in his book, some things are like who we are fundamentally and that may or may not really change over the course of our life. Um, He recommends looking back at our childhood to see some of who we really are that didn't get covered up by the masks we put on Mm -hmm. as we grew older to be Mm -hmm. who other people wanted us to be. And so for us sort of realizing Are we being who others want us to be or who the world says we need to be to make a living or to fit in? So rethinking right. So rethinking some of that. But then some of it, and he talks about this, is also seasonal. Mm. Like this has shifted a lot for me. This is a little bit of a, a different tangent, but I used to be really into Bible study and exegesis and language. And not to say I don't still study the Bible, but for years, that was sort of the main way I went deeper. Now I don't spend nearly as much time on that as I do in silence and in other meditation and prayer forms. And that is a seasonal thing in my life. I think those are going to stick around. But just to sort of say the importance sort of shifted with different things. And so I think we also looked around and started to ask the question of, we came here and did this at one season in our life. Mm -hmm. And so there's the core questions, but we then also started to ask the where are we in the season of our life and realize that 
a new season was blossoming in front of us Mm -hmm. and where we were and what we were doing do no longer fit the new season that was upon us. You know, it's one of those things too. I think parenting played a big role in this and having kids. Um, As you guys know, we, we have a, what would they be called now? A preschooler and a grade schooler. And so for a long time, we've been able to kind of have them tag along with whatever we're doing. And we felt pretty good about everything. As we started to look now at starting school with our oldest and how we want them to be raised, what kinds of opportunities we want them to be able to have, that was an interesting revelation that this place we had chosen to live, which was, like I've said before, it was a beautiful home in a lovely neighborhood, couldn't ask for better neighbors. It was a cute small town America, sort of a town. And when we moved there, it seemed perfect. And in many ways, I I suppose it still is just a really lovely place. But when we looked at our kids and we said, "What what do we want them to walk away with? Like I had this realization the other day that my time with our oldest son is about a third of the way over. And when I looked at it that way and I thought, wow, okay, I've got two thirds of his life left to help show him. And I realized, you know, I want to be somewhere where we're able to teach him and show him. Here's a whole bunch of different ways you can show that you love God and love other people and be able to expose him at age appropriate stages as he grows up to different forms of creation care and environmental work, different forms of justice care and human relations, different kinds of ethics and and cultures. And when we looked at that, we thought, wow, I think everything we could do, we could do where we were because of course there's nothing God puts on your heart that you're going to be limited by. But we realized, like Phil said, the geography of where we were was going to make a lot of what we hoped and dreamt for our children a lot more difficult. And it would have been more of an uphill battle. And, you know, you can do some uphill battles, but but when you look and you realize that the majority of the facets of your life are now uphill battles because, like I said, the commute for Phil and then this exposure for our kids and where we could get that and what that would look like, how to build community that was also involved in that along with church and, you know, everything. It became, it just became clear that if, if we chose to stay, I know like we talked about in a previous episode, I don't think God would have been upset by that. We had in front of us an opportunity Mm. to step forth into a great unknown in order to seek after these things, an opportunity to do what was on our heart. I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, And I think something you got into there toward the end of what you're talking about was we started to notice our limits. Yeah. And as a world and as a culture, we don't like to talk about limits. I mean, we grow up in a culture that's, you can be anything you want to be, except that's not true. You can't just be anything you want to be. And that's not to like, slam people but that is to say i cannot be just anything because i am made in certain ways and i don't function well in certain circumstances circumstances other people probably think i function just fine in i've learned these past years i don't do well in those situations you might you sometimes look externally like you're doing really well 
but internally it's it's right. caused a lot of stress and a, a large burden that you right. can't handle easily. And yeah. so when we were talking about what well, we could have made it work here, there's a sense in which we could have, but there's another sense in which we started to realize, but not well. Yeah. Not how we really desire. And, and it was that humbling. meant a change had to be made so that it became not just a hey, we're moving, leaving our jobs, starting something new because this is just what we want. It was a, we're being not just invited, but the very flow of our lives, our very story, the flow of like the river is taking us this way and to fight against it is not going to work. Mm -hmm. But we have to be in touch then with that, right? Because what happened is pre-pandemic, I think we were fighting it and didn't realize it as much because we had covered over the stress it was causing, what it, what the pandemic did. And this is why we encourage long periods of silence, solitude, meditation, Fasting. all these spiritual formational practices, because they create the conditions that the pandemic helped create on a large scale for us, help sort of um, expedite or blow up the feelings we had begun to explore and had been feeling, that brought it out. But it doesn't have to be a pandemic, but those large catalysts can also mm -hmm. often create the space for this where we began to listen well and realized this isn't really an option as much as a must, honestly, in the end, not because God's forcing it or not because, you know, but because we're realizing how the pieces fit, fit together. It was a, oh, this, this is the next step. Well, I think it would have, it felt foolish not to, because when, when the big picture started to emerge, as we, as we explored all these different facets we've talked about, it started to feel like, well, why, why wouldn't we? And really, the only reason came down to money. Yeah. Because, well, and distance from family. That's hard, too, um, for sure. But there's yeah, that question of the hardest part, how, will it, how will it be able to provide? Yeah, yeah. So people, that's probably a better, <laughs> a better umbrella to put there. Um yeah, how, how can we make this work? And that's where that's where I think the biggest leap of faith was necessary because once we had admitted to ourselves and each other that we had limits and we just simply couldn't continue to exceed them and think things were going to go well for us, um, now now you look at this picture of well what we had was working and i'm going to say working towards what we would embrace as the american dream i think when you look at other people and you compare against your neighbors and our country what we were doing was quote unquote working we had the two cars we had the two-story large pretty old house with a beautiful yard no picket fence which was a shame but you know we had we had what we wanted we had the food to eat you know we were we were provided for and we were grateful for that unfortunately that dream it just was taking more of us than we could afford and that stress was what we didn't want to enter back into. And, and there were many parts of it that weren't serving us anymore or in the ways we thought or wanted. And so... Oh my goodness. Well, like the house, for example, I that was my dream house. I could not, you know, as a kid, that's what I would have totally picked. So yeah, but getting into it and realizing just because I once wanted this as my dream house, 
now I realize well, there's a lot of care, a lot of upkeep and all of that, that that outweighed what I actually want from a home, which is a cozy right. place to be with my family and be able to care for others in hospitality. Well, and in terms of the stability of the, the money and such, you know, this is where, again, we had to look back on our story. Mm-hmm. This is to return and listen again. And this reminds me of, you know, Hebrews telling the audience it was written to, to not be like Israel in the time of rebellion, right? Which is a reference to them being in the wilderness and they had just seen God do all these things, these plagues, the parting of the Red Sea, all this amazing stuff. Well, they, they also sort of complained right before the parting of the Red Sea, but they complained on multiple occasions. And the point sort of being, in each time they came up against a question mark, even though they knew sort of where they were going was right, when they came up against a difficulty, they forgot all of God's provision. And the author of Hebrews saying, don't forget, right? This way throughout the Bible, we have so many reminders of God's faithfulness. And we're encouraged to constantly have reminders of God's faithfulness in our own life, in the life of others, in the life of history. And so when we knew hey, this is the right direction to go, which we talked about in other episodes, how we sort of came to that. Then when it's like, well, how's the money going to work out? We had to look back and say, but it's always worked out in the past when we followed this same feeling. When we, yeah. when the Spirit invited us to go stand near the chariot, like we talked about in the last episode about this, like, like he called Philip to stand by the eunuch's chariot, yeah. not necessarily knowing what was going to happen. And he went, that happened, right? And that was confirming. And so again, we've been invited. And so now we know, yeah, of course it's going to work out. If you tell me, if I, if you ask me exactly how, I don't know today. Yeah. Now, maybe a year from now, there'll be an episode about how that happened, right? But, yeah. but as of today, I don't know all the ins and outs. And we have to go based on our own story. And this isn't everyone's story necessarily. I believe God provides it. We all have a story. But in our story... We know that these things go together. And so we have to take that step out. And I would also add that that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. No, right. And that doesn't mean that we're expecting there won't be financial burden. Because I think culturally, especially even in the church, we don't like to admit that following God sometimes means you're provided for Maybe not the way you want to. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't always equal out that way. Sometimes it does for people, and that's beautiful. But, but for us, I think what really came to it is the spiritual benefits of doing what we knew we were created to do. Yeah, outweighed the potential material losses. As we step into that journey, right. we know we know we'll be able to have our basic needs met because we've been blessed with the degrees and the the opportunities and the resources we know we can get you know get work to make that happen doing the soul work though it it could i just can't imagine not doing it right and i think that's sort of our invitation to you in this space is we're not saying hey get up and move across the country or switch careers or whatever this in fact most people probably don't need to right Depending. <laughs> well, maybe they do. I don't know. But so we're not saying just... like, hey, it needs to be a move to Africa or move to India or move across the country or quit your job or whatever it is. No. Um, but it is to listen and say, again, God is speaking. Are we listening? That's just the thing I repeat over and over. And 
Are we willing to listen to how God has been speaking in our own life, past, present, and sort of beckoning us forward through invitation into the future? Mm-hmm. And God speaks in many ways, but one of them is in our own life and what we're feeling, what we're experiencing and our hopes, our dreams, our desires, who we are created to be, our gifts, our limits, what we've learned in the past, how God has shown up. All of it is a tapestry and we're invited to look at it and listen to it well. And it will often give us direction of, hey, what do you, you know, one of the greatest things one of a pastor once had, had preached on was the story of Jesus getting angry, right? And then he healed someone from that space. And sort of challenging us to say, hey, you know, the anger wasn't the problem. It was, it was what do you do with the anger, right? And so for Jesus, he was angry because of an injustice, because people weren't seeing. So what did he do? He acted to heal out of that space. And so sometimes what we get most passionate and fired up about, angry about, you know, excited about, hopeful about, whatever it is, that feeling is often the way God will be communicating us to say, that's what you're made to do, or that's Mm -hmm. what you're invited to do. And that doesn't always mean it'll look like what the world thinks our life should look like. It may not be the dream your parents had for you. It may not be the dream you had for yourself five years ago. You could be in a different season now. You may have just been wearing a mask for a long time. But to listen to all those things and prayerfully seek the guidance of the Spirit in community, man... There's some blank pages in front of us, and we're invited to write more story on those pages. So friends, thank you for joining us to listen to a little bit more of our story and listening to our story. Um, We pray that God will bless you with wisdom and insight as you listen well to yours. Grace and peace be with you.